With the Delta strain of COVID-19 running rampant, things are looking bleak. Not just for travel, but for the whole economy. But the good news is that means V for vaccination is on everyone's lips. So this temporary setback may actually accelerate Australia's return to the new normal. Qantas has mandated the jabs for all of its staff and AFTER and CLIA are hoping to ride the wave as they continue to push for industry support and cruising certainty. And speaking of waves, Etihad is forecasting a tsunami of demand. As always, there is so much going on, so let's get into it. From Travel Daily, I'm Bruce Piper. And I'm Anna Piper. And this is News on the Fly. Qantas CEO Alan Joyce has this week announced that the company will require all employees to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. How has the industry reacted to this bold move, Bruce? Yeah, well, hopefully everyone is seeing this as a complete no-brainer and one of the key steps to resuming travel. Um, you know, whether you love him or loathe him, Alan Joyce has always been a really strong leader. And I think this is another example of that. You know, remember um, that insane time when he grounded the entire Qantas fleet um, because of he was fighting with the unions. Um, you know, this is a similarly bold move. Um, there's no question that it's necessary and vital, but, you know, seemingly like everything in this crazy world, there will still be opposition to this really common sense idea. Um, Alan is pretty clever in that he's tying the initiative to the Qantas's well-deserved reputation for safety, um, which of course has been, you know, always been related to, you know, no crashes, no mechanical issues, but of course is equally applicable or, you know, perhaps even more so to COVID-19. Of course, no passenger wants to be in a situation where they're unnecessarily exposed to infection. And what about internally? Are Qantas staff on board, to coin a phrase, with compulsory vaccination? Yeah, apparently so. In the announcement, Alan Joyce made it clear that there had been widespread consultation. They surveyed the staff um, and about half of them, about you know, more than 10,000, I think 12,000, responded to a survey asking about their views on vaccination and almost 90% of the respondents were already vaccinated or were planning to be vaccinated, and only 4% were unwilling or unable to be immunised. In terms of making it mandatory, um, about 75% of those who responded said it should be a requirement for all employees to be vaccinated. And again, you know, that's natural um, because they want a safe workplace. On top of that, um, Alan Joyce also pointed out that the existing requirements for international aviation um, you know, people working in that in New South Wales and South Australia and New Zealand already make it compulsory for um, people in those roles to be vaccinated, not to mention that lots of other airlines are also mandating vaccination for their staff. So what's the timeline for Qantas staff to be vaccinated and what actually happens if they refuse? So initially, the policy will apply to frontline staff, um, airport workers, pilots, cabin crew, and they are expected to be fully vaccinated by the 15th of November. Um, you know, that's interesting that that's so soon. You know, that's kind of around, based on current vaccination rates, when we'll be at 80%. Um, so those Qantas people will be among that 80%. Um, and, you know, that hopefully reflects expectations that things could be returning to normal by then. Um, people who aren't customer-facing have to be double-jabbed by the end of March next year. Now, there are exemptions in place for those extremely rare situations where people are unable to be vaccinated for documented medical situations, I think is the way they phrased it. But if people um, do refuse, um, you know, unreasonably, well, in the press conference, Alan Joyce said, perhaps that just means aviation isn't the career for them. It's a pretty bold mood, but, you know, pretty common sense too, and a great sign of leadership, I reckon. 
And continuing on the subject of vaccination, it seems that having the travel and tourism industry encouraging jabs has become a common theme, with the last two weeks seeing first our very own business publishing group, followed quickly by Tourism Australia and then Flight Centre, all launch major campaigns to promote COVID-19 immunisations. What happened there, Bruce? Was it a case of great minds think alike? (laughs) <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um, we all sort of came to the same idea in the same week or so. Um, I should also add in AFTA, which had also been planning a significant push in this regard. Um, but I was pretty amazed that we all came up with the same idea, albeit in slightly different versions, all at the same time. But from one another point of view, it clearly isn't such a surprise because as, it, as has become increasingly evident overseas, the only way out of this pandemic is vaccination. And the sooner we get on with it, the sooner things are going to get back to normal. Of course, the Qantas mandatory immunisations are also on the same theme. As we know, Australians are great travellers and the ability to travel is likely to be a key driver against vaccine hesitancy, particularly in places where COVID-19 is still low. Um, Where we are in Sydney, there's a strong incentive that if you're immunised, you're much less likely to be hospitalised or die. But other parts of the country I know are still, you know, probably complacent because they don't have those infection rates. But travel will be a great driver of that. On a side note, one of my siblings is actually one of the top doctors in New South Wales. No, she's not Kerry Chant, but uh, she's up there. And she told me that they're closely watching the big experiment in the UK where with high levels of vaccination, but Delta going crazy, they've got some really good data coming out. And it's absolutely clear that while COVID-19 is, you know, it's really out of control there, hospitalizations and deaths are way down. And, you know, like they're just a tiny fraction of what they were. And they're also among those who are not vaccinated. Yeah, I think they've seen that in other places too. So with the UK opening up a bit, what's that done for the travel industry over there? Look, yes, there's certainly a lot of opportunity, um, but also a lot of hand-wringing about the lost opportunity because summer is almost over now and they've missed the peak time. You know, it's like us, you know, we've been in this limbo for months and months and months, 18 months now, all the time thinking that it would be over and it ain't. Um, in the UK, there is lots of op- optimism, but also lots of mucky muck around the minutiae. Um, COVID has not gone away. And so the regulations that they've got around their traffic light system, which classifies countries based on their COVID risk, that still changes on a regular basis. And so that's, you know, lots of cancellations, lots of mucking around for travel agents. But I think the takeout for us is that this UK opening up, you know, their big Freedom Day, it was seen as a pretty high stakes gamble by many other governments around the world, including Australia. And so the fact that it hasn't been a disaster bodes well. Well, however you want to put it, get travel ready, be travel ready, our path to recovery, it's our best shot for travel, and of course, the classic hashtag give travel a shot. Please go and get vaccinated yourself and encourage your friends, family, clients, and everyone else to get the jab so that things can get going again. And on that note, in the introduction, I mentioned that Eddie had had made some pretty big predictions about recovery. Did they say anything about their booking patterns at the moment? Yeah, they did. Um, look, you've, you've always got to take some of the rhetoric from airlines with a grain of salt because, um, you know, like many businesses and particularly ones with uh, big stakeholders, they're commonly optimistic about the future when they're trying to re- reassure their customers and their lenders and their owners. Um, but yes, it is a reasonable indicator of global recovery, particularly uh, Etihad saying this because obviously the Middle Eastern airlines are so central to all markets around the world. You know, they're not just based in, you know, the US or Europe or whatever. Um, they're connected to everywhere. Um, Anyway, the results announcement did mention the rise of these new COVID variants of obviously Delta, which had impacted the recovery, but 
Having said that, um, it had seen an average 10% monthly increase in passenger volume since they restarted operations in June last year. And CEO Tony Douglas, he noted that the, as the instant a new destination is added to the Abu Dhabi Green List or the UAE travel corridors, bookings absolutely surge, um, sometimes tripling, sometimes up to sixfold. So the demand is there from all sorts of markets. Once people are allowed to travel and they believe they'll be safe, uh, they do book. Um, we're definitely not out of the woods yet, and Etihad's figures showed their average seat load factor for the six months to the end of June this year, so just the last six months of the financial year, was only 25%. But it is certainly looking better than a year ago. Yes, well, as in the words of a famous song, the only way is up. Do you have something to say? Why not let off some steam? News on the Fly has a hotline where you can share your point of view, and it may even be featured on the podcast. Just send us a short voice memo via WhatsApp at plus six one two eight zero zero seven six seven six zero to have your say, and keep listening to News on the Fly to see if your voice is featured. Check the show notes for a link to the hotline, and we hope to hear from you soon. We all feel like we've done our bit when it comes to lobbying the government over the past 18 months, but according to Clear and AFTA, it looks like we're only just getting started. Both organisations have issued a call to arms for the industry to once again engage with our elected officials in the last couple of weeks. Bruce, what are they urging us to do? Well, I guess it does make absolute sense that having learned how to get through to our local members, and after all those electorate meetings we did at the behest of former AFTA CEO Darren Rudd, we at least have got our politicians' contact details. So AFTA this week's amped things up again with another national national mobilisation toolkit, they're calling it, um, you know, hoping to keep the industry front of mind with our political leaders. And the mobilisation campaign last year led to the first two rounds of the grants program, worth about $250 million to the industry. What are they telling us to push for this time? Well, the technical term is the ask, um, and the ask this time, as they say, is for a third round of the scheme. Another $130 million, which um, has been on the agenda for some time. I've had plenty of nods and winks from people saying, oh yeah, it's going to happen and uh, you know, any moment now, but we certainly haven't seen anything yet. But also, as well as the 130 million, or perhaps as an alternative, what and what may be more politically palatable, is the national implementation of what they're describing as a travel disaster relief package, um, along the lines of what is currently being implemented on a joint federal and state level, initially in New South Wales, but I believe in other lockdown areas as well, where it's a payroll-based payment to businesses of up to 40% of your wages bill. Huh. And what about Clear? What's their campaign focusing on? Yeah, Clear's got a Meet Your MP toolkit, which is building on that Ready, Set, Sail letter-writing campaign, which generated about uh, 40,000 pieces of correspondence to MPs across the country and certainly, uh, you know, got cruising. It would have been very annoying for them to be having to manage all of that email. Basically, Clear's now urging the industry to put a face on those emails by arranging in-person meetings to help politicians fully understand just how crippling the cruise suspension continues to be for the industry. The Meet Your MP toolkit's available now with suggestions for how to organise a meeting, talking points, uh, sharing personal stories, and most importantly, closing the deal by making specific requests about what we need. 
Okay, sounds good. So I presume these resources are all on the Clear and AFTA websites respectively? Uh, yeah, at afta.com.au and cruising.org.au. It is very easy. And what the heck, how about everyone just do something about it today instead of tuning into those depressing morning press conferences from uh, the state leaders um, about how bad the Delta outbreak is becoming. Why don't you, you uh, do something about that? Uh, because that's a lot better for your anxiety. And, you know, you could do a single visit, travel and cruise, kill two birds with one stone. What a great idea. And finally, there's been some big news this week for an Australian travel technology company, with Livin announcing a partnership with Google. What's that all about, Bruce? Yeah, Livin Group's been a quiet achiever for some time, a company that, yes, it's Australian-owned, and actually its backing is pretty deep pockets, um, and that's allowed it to continue to pursue its business plan despite the pandemic. Um, you know, without going to the technical details, and I hope I'm not misrepresenting them, um, but it's kind of an aggregator or a GDS for tours and activities. All those thousands and thousands of small businesses around the world which operate experiences for travellers, and they need some way to distribute them. Um, and, you know, that's what Livin does. Livin already has a key partnership with Flight Centre to provide its content to consumers via Flight Centre's distribution platforms, but this deal with Google takes things to the next level. Um, it's only a trial initially, but basically it's it's part of a project by Google to help those operators get better visibility in search results. Now, obviously, Google's mission, apart from making billions of dollars and tracking everything we do around the internet, is basically to provide the best answer to any question that anyone asks, the search engine. But just like distribution, when it comes to tours and activities and all these myriad small small businesses around the world, all those details, they're in different formats, millions of different websites, etc. Livin is already set up to collate the important information from those providers, their price, availability, location, and of course, you know, what the product or service actually is, into a single unified source of truth. And now they're going to provide that information as a feed to Google, which will in turn be able to provide better answers to someone who suddenly decides they want to go hang gliding while they're on holiday in Portugal or whatever. And in turn, that operator will get a booking. Sounds very exciting. I personally can't wait until I can book my next underwater basket weaving session from my luxurious villa in the Maldives. Yeah, well, of course, for me, it'll be a hinkle honkling lesson from my chalet in Switzerland, or perhaps I might be getting a massage after a hard day of training for the next Olympics, where I'm hoping to compete as Australia's first championship break dancer. Any excuse for a massage, hey? Well, that is all we have time for today. Thank you again for listening. If you're feeling down, why not take a look at the Travel Bulletin website where Bruce's latest opinion piece talks about thinking about some of the positives every time we hear about the dreaded Delta infection figures increasing. Believe it or not, the news is not all bad. Next time, we're looking forward to talking about some of the positives. But until then, if you enjoy news on the fly, please give us a rating, a review and go and get your vaccination and try to make an appointment to talk to your local MP. Even the act of reaching out really does make you feel better. Hang in there and we will be back soon with more news on the fly.